I'm Darren Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to their no laughing matter moment in life. Oh my God, it has to be, uh, it has to be when I went to bed after moving into that house and then woke up the next morning and I was trending ahead of the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, no. were, you ahead of, were you trending ahead of coronavirus? Coronavirus was two and Marty Guilfoyle was number one overnight. Okay. My old radio pal Marty Guilfoyle is my guest this week. He talks to me about the best nightclub in Ireland, what it's like to experience the full force of a social media pylon, and why he had to say goodbye to being a veggie. I'm delighted to tell you that this season of the Last of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. You can pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe this spring. Did you know, because I didn't, it takes approximately 45 litres of water to manufacture one pair of jeans. Well, since 2015, FNF and Tesco have been developing low-impact denim to use less water, less energy consumption and less chemicals. FNF is available at selected Tesco stores. You can find your local one at tesco.ie forward slash store locator. And now for my chat with Marty Guilfoyle. I hope you enjoy. Martin Guilfoyle. You are extremely welcome to the Last of Your Life podcast. Darren Gary, I said it there a second ago before we were recording. I'm nervous. Ah, stop it. No, I am though. Like, Come off it. I am. I'm sure, I'm you're nervous. just having a laugh two seconds ago. We were, and I was. they were nervous laughs. <laughs> no, no need for nervous laughter. Thanks for having me. This is great. Oh my God. Okay. Look at us. The old team back. The old gang <laughs> back together again. God, it's nearly, Martin, it's nearly five years since we started the Zoo Crew. On That's mad. Oh my God. That's how long it's been. I remember the first time I saw you in person. <laughs> I remember way back when. Go on. Do you remember the first time you saw me? I remember... No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, no. try think of something. I was like, no, it, 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 no was, like, it was. Was, was it when you were doing your first... Was it, you were doing a show before me. That was uh, the first time, was it not? Yes. That was the first time we met. No, actually, Martin, we met before that, but it was it's fine. New, wait, that was New Year's Day. Um. Oh, was it that? was. It was. New Sorry, Year's Day. it was New Year's Day. Oh my God, you're dead right. And the two of us got roped in to doing cover shows because nobody else would do them. And you, you were on before me, and you you like you drove up from Clare that morning. You are so yeah. right, Martin. Take that back. The tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. I actually got it wrong. That and was you, the first you time. Now right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. No, you didn't. Because I was I was the entertainment <laughs> reporter, and so I wanted to start doing my own show. And uh-huh. that's, that was my, my dream. And so when they were like, hey, does anyone do cover of Christmas? I was like, I do, not having a clue what to do. So yeah. I remember you being, I remember that. I came in and I was like, okay, if I just, if I can just put the mic live, it'll be, be fine. fine. And yeah. then I just hit a song and it'll be fine. And then you were like, take my number and give me a call if you need a hand. And Martin, that was a beautiful, that was the beginning of a beautiful That friendship. was it. It was started right there, yeah. And uh, then when we did end up working together, we put you in charge of the controls for a couple of shows and look at that went. <laughs> Complete disaster. Now I'm really good, actually. All right, okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, so then I was the entertainment reporter, but you were like covering in Dublin a bit because you had been on Spin South West on The Breakfast Show. I was doing mornings on Spin South West. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Fair play to you. Yeah. It's like, you don't get that nap in your... You're, yeah. you're, you're screwed for the rest of the day. No, we won't talk about it. Okay. I'm extremely <laughs> you, you tired. You got your nap in today, have no. you? No. <laughs> Don't really do them anymore. Um, naps are for weak people, yeah. I've decided. Let's get down to business then. Martin Guilfoyle, your first memory of laughter. 
first memory of laughter. So obviously it's going to be from when I was a kid and we were huge gamers in my house because we just had nothing else to do. Probably explained why I was a little fat kid. But anyway, we won't get into hey, that till later. None of that. I was though. No body shaming allowed on I'm this I'm body podcast. shaming myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do that too. I at me and I was like, yuck, you need, it needs to go. And uh, I remember we'd, we'd been on a family holiday to like Galway. Right. Uh, we used to go down to, I can't remember the name of the hotel. I think it's a Connacht Hotel now. I don't remember what it was called back then. Oh yeah. And used to love the pool as a kid. It was great. So when we got back, we had like, must have been a Nintendo or a Sega or something in the back room. But we had this big glass uh, patio door. And it was obviously closed. We'd been away for the week. And my sister wanted to play. We needed one controller. And of course, she was younger than me, quicker. And she was like, I'm going for it. And she was like, I bagsy playing it first. And she sprinted through the house at full speed, not realizing that the uh, the, the patio door was <laughs> see-through glass. And she hit the deck and rather than helping her up, I just opened the door and went out and played. And I sat on the couch and I was in a heap laughing at her because like, that's what you get for being so rude now. Like <laughs> it was my turn to play and you and she ran head first. Now she ended up, she was all right. Like, you know, it was one of those moments where you're allowed to laugh <laughs> after a couple of seconds. Like, you know, when a kid falls over in the street and you, yeah. look at it and you go, right, it's okay. You can laugh now. That was kind of it. <laughs> But yeah, I, rem- I remember it so well. My sister, though, she she was a funny character and she still is. So she just bounced back up and kind of gave me this like weird kind of look and was like, <laughs> you little prick. Like, <laughs> Remind me again of the order of you, your brother and sister. I'm the oldest. And yes. uh, they didn't, there's two years between us going down. And funny enough, we're actually all in the same week as well. So my sister is the 16th of October. I'm the 18th and my brother is the 21st. Mental. It's mad how well that. my parents planned that. <laughs> yeah. Mad. I knew that because I knew you were the same either week or month, but I couldn't remember. If you... Five days between our birthdays. So my parents just, I don't know. I, I, I've never done, I haven't done the maths. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll follow they Valentine's Day or something. little Januarys. <laughs> nah, they enjoyed themselves. No Blue Monday in the Guilford house. No, it wasn't at all. Okay, Martin. The first time that you felt laughed at. Oh, I've actually told you this story before. And I remember, I remember you did love it uh, <laughs> and told me I should tell it more. So I'll tell it again and okay, see if you can remember. On. I don't know what it is. Oh my God, I'm Yeah, so, so um, when I was younger, uh, I had a little bit of weight on me. It was my own fault. I get that. We all have that weight on us when we're younger. It's fine. But for some strange reason, now I went to a mixed school and... Um, for some reason, I was, you know, you know where it's going, don't you? You know, you know where it's going, dude. It's so, oh my God, it's so mean. Go on. <clears throat> I was the first person in my class to have boobs. <laughs> in a mixed school. No, I was though. So I was going around with like a B and a C cup. Like, and like, you just see half the women looking at me going, well, what, what's going on here? But the reason when it really started to hit me was when, you know, you're, go, you're, going, you're going on swims and stuff, you know, oh, and the bus, the bus collects you. Oh. And as a guy, you have to take your top off. And I'd be in the change room going, how the fuck do I hide these? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so anytime a girl turns to me now and says, these big boobs are like genuinely a nuisance, I'm like, I feel you. I've been there. <laughs> Martin, that's really sad. No, Come it's on. not. Like they were laughing at a guy having boobs when he was younger. Like, I mean, like it happens. Like kids can be mean, you know, okay. they can be mean. Okay. And I can relate, but let's be serious. <laughs> can you? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen my throwback photos. Yes, but I have. Actually, no, do you know what? Cause I've actually, cause I used to post a lot of them and put up like funny captions. People about. loved them when you did them. They did love them. They were like, if you, if you put up a post and you're like, man, it before, all right like right we'll go into the kid photo so and boost up the L engagement there they loved them though they did they did yeah. but I actually haven't done them 
in ages because I obviously would be poking fun at the fact that I was like a little cutie puppy fat kid but then I actually kind of stopped because I was like Darren no that's mean to younger you younger you was a bit self-conscious and felt bigger than everyone else in the class Mm -hmm. so and I'd like you to be kinder to your younger self oh my god (laughs) no Darren I will look back and I will laugh at the kid no but you you know but you weren't laughing at the time Martin you probably were self-conscious. No, and actually, to be honest, I wasn't laughing at the time no. because I did this thing when I was a little bit older <laughs> in my teenagers, teenage years uh, where I secretly online, I don't think I've ever said this before, I ordered these ch- chest-flattening vests. <laughs> so what, what they did was is that you put them on under your clothes yeah. and it flattened everything. But they were so uncomfortable, you know, and I was just like... But oh there my- you go. Yeah, and I ordered them from like somewhere in China or something. It took months to get there. I was like, come on, lads, like I gotta go swimming. Like <laughs> so, so you must have been self-conscious. Oh no, then. I still am. Yeah. And then you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me now saying that. You're gonna be like, shut up. Like you go to the gym and all, like, don't be self-conscious. Like, but like it the, the, the there's a little bit of puppy fat on my boobs is still ah, there. Stop. It stays there though. And it's like that's just me. It's right. grand. It's I grand. Ha- it's grand. It's fine. Self-acceptance. So, that was the first time I felt like I was kind of laughed at because yeah, even playing basketball as a teenager and stuff in the changing room, like I'd always have my back to everybody and stuff, you know. I'm like, oh, why do I have these? Like, I know, you we know? all have that thing that we're self-conscious about. Yeah. Be kinder to yourself, Martin. Okay. Uh, okay, well, Martin, the moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Oh, my God, yeah. So when I, I had an auntie the same age as me, which I've told you about before. So my mom and my nana were both pregnant at the same time, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so one of my friends, really good friends growing up was my auntie and we were the same age all through growing up. But obviously like everyone has a love for music, you know, she started to love music. But at the time when I was a teenager, you remember like it was like 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. It was Marshall Mathers by Eminem, like all these big rap swearing albums. She had these headphones and this big massive CD case. And I was like, here you go. Listen to that there now, right? So leave it with her for a couple of weeks and I come back into the kitchen and sure she's learned every single word off of her <laughs> and hasn't a fucking clue what she's actually saying. So like I was like, Oh my god, my auntie who has Down syndrome, God bless her, is talking about like, oh I don't even know, can I say stuff on the podcast? Yeah, what was the Eminem lyric that I heard her sing? It was like, get buzzed, get drunk, get crunk, get fucked up, hit the strip club, don't forget one, get, get your, your dick, dick rubbed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get wasted. Darren's like, oh, I was all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck? She's reciting these. You know what I mean? Like, and like, the funny thing about it is, is that sometimes you be chatting to her and you struggle to understand her. No, my God, this was the most coherent English she's ever spoken. I was like, wow, my Down syndrome auntie is a gangster. <laughs> oh my God, and you were solely responsible. Oh, like, I was like, right, get the, get the baby, Britney Spears baby one more time album out. We'll swap them around there. <laughs> Will you do the lyrics one more time? No. Come on, go. Get buzzed, get drunk, get crunk, get fucked up. Hit the strip club. <laughs> what, what is the next bit? It's something, get your dick sucked, get, your get dick, fucked. Fuck it, suck it, waste it, shit, face it. Um, and that's what you were singing. Paste it, blast it. I don't know, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, she was singing those. All of them. Yeah, but she'd convinced herself that she was one of them. So she'd be sitting there and she'd be bopping her head, you know, like, and she'd have the hand up like this and everything and I can't see it. But like, it was just bonkers. Like, and she hadn't a clue, but that was great that she didn't have a clue because if she did, like, (laughs) she might, she might have stopped and it was great entertainment. But I mean, I think I can see 
definitely like you know if my grandmother had seen <laughs> she probably would have cried I laughed so like <laughs> you always when we worked together spoke so fondly of that auntie yeah she was great she was like she was always the life of soul the party as well she'd have to stand up and make a speech at every single dinner like we're all starving waiting around to eat and all of a sudden you hear a tap in the glass and it's like oh maria go on <laughs> and she'd just stand up and she'd just say thanks for absolutely everything <laughs> you know, thanks for thanks to the fridge for keeping the food cold before we cooked it and, and i'm just like oh my god bless her like um and then for a while like i was working in a cafe as a teenager and she got a job there one day a week so we were working together so she'd clear up the tables and stuff and given to me and so yeah so maria passed away years ago um her anniversary there was in november and yeah of course she's missed you know solely for the entertainment factor <laughs> and of course is a beautiful human yeah. <laughs> and the amazing memories you made together so many okay martin um your no laughing matter moment in life oh my god it has to be uh <laughs> it has to be when i went to bed after moving into that house <laughs> and then Woke up the next morning and I was trending ahead of the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No. Were, you ahead of, were you trending ahead of coronavirus? Coronavirus was two and Marty Guilfoyle was number one okay. overnight. So that, this house, tell us about this house. So this house was where they got the most followed people in Ireland on TikTok. Yes. And they were like, let's put them all together and create this one big audience. And I was like, well, I'm in talks with like major labels regarding deals and stuff. I mean, TikTok is, is the platform for music. I was like... To live with nine other people who have hundreds and thousands of followers on TikTok, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But out of the 10 of us, you know, everyone else in their late 20s, there was three in the, who were teenage girls. Right. By teenagers, they were 18 and 19. And a tweet went up. So from, adults. Adults. They were adults. You're right. I think I keep saying that because that's how it was relayed back to me. So yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. But no, you're right. They were adults. Yeah. So a tweet went up from a girl who clearly had a bad experience when she was 19 living with a 29-year-old guy. And what happened with that tweet was, is she basically suggested that she was preyed on when she lived in, with that guy and stuff and that it was horrific and that Marty Guilfoyle living in a house full of teenage girls is disgusting. And what happened was people saw that tweet without doing their own research and there was just that pile on. So people didn't do their research. I think they didn't understand the concept of it either. I think that to them, it was like a big brother or a love island. Yeah. Which is fair enough, if that's what they thought. And they were thinking, yeah, people are going into this to, to like hook up and go on dates and stuff. Couldn't have been so far from that. Any opportunity to get out of that place, I was gone. It was way too much energy in one spot. I was like, whoa. On a scale of, that's a bit weird that he's in that house, to what a fucking weirdo creep. Yeah. How bad, how bad were those tweets? And how scary was that for you? Because I know that, sorry, I don't know that level. But I do know the feeling of picking up your oh, phone. Oh, you definitely and do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I do, actually. You do. No, but you do, like, you know, yeah. so... But that, but you're just that's, being nice now. Like, you, Yeah, I had a shit show yeah. when we worked together with that voice note that went viral about me. Mental. And you were... And I remember you. And, like, you were, like... You didn't do anything. And people were completely pinning this on, on you, like, you yeah. know? And I, I saw how you were. And, like, it was... I, I was so upset for you as well. Like, yeah. You know, because I was like, this is one of my friends here being affected by a bunch of people who haven't a fucking clue like you know so. yeah and and the but on the level of you know just a you know a little bit mildly mean tweet to horrifically like mm -hmm. defamatory how scary and awful was it for you every time you picked up your phone when you're in the in a storm like that you, you well like I, I stopped picking it up because it's it was constant it was like I, I i did that thing and you're you're told not to do it but 
you have your name in the search bar and you just refresh and like every time I clicked refresh there was like 30 new tweets mm. each time and I was just like why am I doing this to myself you know because it was a bunch of people who thought that I was going in there to, to uh, I don't know why they, they assumed that I was going in to basically like have sex and I was like I'm going in here to get my new single I heard lads could not be more different and yeah it was it was a weird one but I was actually okay with it and like you know I the people around me were so nice like I remember I was sitting in my parents back garden and you you rang and I knew that you were ringing to make sure it was okay and I thought that was so nice of you like and I had people like you who were just like we've been through this it passes you know that kind of way don't worry about it but it was more it was my mom it was that that was the bit that got me because she loves Twitter so while I'm a big like I'm able to handle it to a point she she couldn't she was reading tweets about her son and i was like this is where i'm like this is not fair yeah you know what i mean so she she was refreshing it going oh my god i hope he's okay every five minutes are you okay you okay because she's thinking the worst like you know Mm. but yeah it was bonkers so it was that initial tweet that the girls talked about her experience but then it spiraled into like he is a creep yeah. This is happening. I've heard this. Ha- like there was, yeah. there was all these kind of rumors. So there was just yeah. It was a, it was rumors. a less. It was like it was the prime example of trial by social media. Yes, and things spiraling from absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the, the thing is, if people had seen me in the house, they would have like gone, "This is hilarious." What's being said about him? Because I have my own floor in the house. I want to be nowhere near anyone else because <laughs> I was the only person working with a, a, a full time job. I had my radio show every night. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be able to go and come and and not be bothering anybody, you know. So like, I literally had a room in that house to the right of the hall door. Everyone else was up three stories. Like yeah. I was nowhere near them, you know? And if I'm being totally honest, and this is no disrespect to the girls who were there, because I get along with them still. They're great and they're doing so well. But they were so loud and happy to be living away from home. I was like, <laughs> if, if people could see the WhatsApps that I was sending to my friends, I was like, these girls are so giddy. And I get it. Yeah. It's like, you're 19. Of like, course, yeah. You're living away from home. We're friends. It's <laughs> you're like class. a grumpy owl lad I was a grumpy owl lad downstairs going, we hurry up and make a TikTok to my new song? Like, <laughs> so if people could see, could have seen all that, obviously, but then hindsight's great, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, you know? of course. So you, you did one night? Or no, two no, no. nights? I did... Oh, a few nights. Three nights, I think. Oh, three nights. Okay. Yeah, and then and then we made a decision just to get out of there get because out. it was it was it was actually very funny now when I look back because what happened was I trended on I trended and it was all like I trended for the wrong reasons but then I I kept trending and I was like why am I still trending and I went in on day three and you would have sweared that I died because everyone <laughs> everyone who I've ever met in my life was tweeting beautiful things about me and I was like oh my god if I died this is what people would say this is great Martin did this Martin did that Martin and I was like oh my god because only at that time you kind of go like Jesus what would people say at my funeral and I was like I had a glimpse of it there <laughs> <laughs> no but Martin do you know what it's because it was so true like I remember and you said like that I rang you I felt physically sick for you because there wasn't a doubt in my mind yeah but that you had because I know you that you had gone in there for the right reasons just, like so I didn't even need to question so I tweeted as I tweeted as well and I was just like I can't even remember what I said but it was basically like fuck off <laughs> like, I, I, in really I, well constructed English of course yeah <laughs> basically I just was like fuck the fuck off yeah this is Martin I know who he is and the amount of people as you say who tweeted and they were just so sure that, because they just know it was just you I remember you, when you went on Claire Byrne then uh-huh. it was it, around then it was like it had really done the whole 360 of 
you were the perfect example of someone who's part of a social media shitstorm for all the wrong reasons and the effect it can have. Yeah. Like in hindsight, do you look back and go, it actually wasn't such a bad thing. I know that sounds... Oh, well, you're right though. Yeah. Because like, because it passed, like you, like you like you even said to me at the time, like it does pass and it does. And if ever, if anyone's listening right now and it happens to you, like, like look how quick we move on with news. It's bonkers. I know. I know. And, but when you're in the middle of it though, you just don't see it passing. No, you don't. You don't. It's so hard to, and no matter how many people go, it'll pass. You're sitting there going, I'm still shaking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you I know. know, I'm Physically cuddling sick. my bull, French bulldog right now for dear <laughs> life. But thank you for your wise words. <laughs> Oh, okay. Martin, the person you always laugh with. Oh, it's, I'm going to have to say John on this one. My, uh, one of my best friends, John Donahue, because I've known him since I was like three or four years of age. So I used to sit outside his house and we tell stories. We used to go down to the shop, get, do you remember TK lollipops? Yes. Yeah. They no. were the business. I haven't seen him in a couple of months, but he, he is that best friend that it doesn't matter. You know, you, you grow up and life happens and when you see each other again it's totally fine like you know yeah. there's not as pressure to see anyone like even there like he was at home for christmas and his home home is like across the road from mine and i was home too but i don't know if you remember christmas day it was like it was lashing rain and yeah. stuff and like, we weren't going to go into each other's houses given the circumstances and it was just like oh well we got this close <laughs> you know what i mean we were whatsapping from across the road <laughs> so hopefully the next time we'll get to actually see each other um, but he he's great. Like he'll take the piss out of me with with TikToks to my Instagram stories. Like I'll post <laughs> something and he'll just have that sarcastic comeback. Like what was it that I did? It was something for a brand or something like that. And he goes, "Thanks for this, Martin. I just bought a hundred of them." And I was like, "All right, thanks, John." <laughs> but you know what, Martin? You're actually you're so good at that. Like even in the time we worked together, like there will be people like people who will poke fun at you for stuff like that, and you're really good at just brushing it off. Well, they don't know, do they? Like, let them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Absolutely let them. Like, it's... Like, at the end of the day, I went on Take Me Out, Darren. Like, I mean... Like, <laughs> like, that set me up for absolutely everything possible. Like, and, like, Twitter that day when I went to Take Me Out, were like, there's no way he's into girls. So I was like, okay. <laughs> they know my sexuality as well. Like, yeah. So, like... <laughs> like it's they don't know they don't, they don't. No. They, they, they're going by like a brief snippet of something that somebody said about you and they're going oh I don't like them you know what I mean it's I mad I, I actually think TikToks is TikTok oh what I sound like my mother TikToks you did, the TikToks you did, are they, are they you, did, you did my favorite thing ever on TikTok <laughs> you did this really cool thing okay where you were you tried TikTok TikTok is great for people who are well known like you okay so it goes, oh my God, this person is well known on other platforms. We're going to push their videos. So Darren hops on TikTok for four videos, racks up like half a million views and goes, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> I was just like, your videos were blowing up with no followers at the start. Darren had no followers, posted a TikTok going, hey, at Marty Guilfoyle, did I do it right? Got like 100,000 views, <laughs> didn't it? Like no followers. Like, <laughs> And then you gained thousands from it. I was like, oh, give me something. Because it was it was you that really got me into Instagram. Like it was like you you shared your platform. You shared me on your platform and stuff. And I got it made me take it really seriously and stuff. And then I went and hopped on TikTok, TikTok, and you popped on in. And I was like, for fuck's sake, give me one, Darren. Like you're better than me everywhere else. Give me one. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, I just like uh, no, I don't think I like TikTok. But sorry, what I was gonna say about it was uh, you have to be very brave to throw yourself into TikTok because the hate over there. Oh, it's it's worse than Twitter. It's worse. It is. Yeah. Hands 
down worse than Twitter. It's, it's so easy to set up fake accounts on TikTok as well. Um, I mean, I mean, they've, t- they've spoken about like this for ages, but how they're going to try delve in and fix this, you know, about potentially getting a passport or an ID when you're setting it up. Because like if anyone who like who's ever put a bet online, and this is what frustrates me so much. If you if you ever put a bet online, they'll take your money, the bookies. They'll go, right, thanks. And if you win it, say you put a fiver down, you win 20 quid. And the bookies will go, I know, to take that 20 euro out and they have to verify your details. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you took my money though. But to get the 20 euro back, they're like, no, we need, no joke. We need a copy of a utility statement. We need proof of ID, proof of address, just to be able to withdraw the money. And I'm thinking these big, massive sites that have millions of users, yeah. like, if they can verify users, why can't... Yeah. The likes of TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. I won 20 quid. Excuse me. Give me my money back. You took the fiver off me very quick. <laughs> yeah. So it's mad. Like, yeah. So it's just so easy to set up a fake account at the moment. But one thing that was said to me so long ago, and I can't remember how long it was, it's like, and it's so true. It's like these people 15 years ago would have to sit down and write a letter and post it to you. Yeah. And like, look at the comment and go, hey, would they be willing to take the time to write that on a letter and post it to me? Like 99% of the time the answer is no. No. And because it's so easy to do it, that's why it's done, you know? I've made a rule with myself though. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh. I like to speak to myself about this a lot. <laughs> I have little chats with myself about it online. I just look out the window and say, no, Darren, what are we going to dissect yeah. today with online? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, you're not lying. <laughs> Genuinely you do You did it. it in the studio plenty of times. You're staring out the window and I'm like, what is she How am I going to take over Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but genuinely, I, I'm, the way I see it now is, if it's a faceless account, if it's an anonymous account, I simply don't give a fuck. No, yeah, that's great. <laughs> because if they could have the backbone to put their face, their job, mm-hmm. that where they live, a picture, then I might, then I might go. Do you know what? A way that you could knock on their door and go, "What you say?" <laughs> Do you know kind of way? <laughs> but but just like if there was a picture of them and their full name, I actually people who maybe DM me and I don't get much hate. I really don't. But mm-hmm. people, if I get hate and if it's from someone whose full name is there a picture of them on their profile photo, maybe their occupation in their bio. I have more respect for them because mm-hmm. they can, they're actually standing by what they're saying. Because oh, they believe in it. Because it's yeah. Ireland. Yeah. I could probably ask three people and they go, oh, she's actually my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know, like, but when there's no name and no face, I simply don't pay heed. Yeah. No. Why would you? They're, they can't stand by what they're saying. No. Okay, right. Martin, a time where you had the last laugh. Oh, yes. So this is a story I want to talk about us. I had to bring it up. Oh, shit. Uh, yes, what yes, yes. What did I do now? So Darren, all right, when, when we worked together, Darren was Darren was always the funny one, which is fair enough. But she, you bloody tormented me some days all for your Instagram. It was like, everyone was like, ha ha, that's gas. You got him there. And I'm just sitting there like, this is great. I'm what just, would I do? I don't even remember. This is, this is where we're going now, oh, right? So. There was one day, I don't know who sent it in, but someone sent in this big, massive foam finger. Do you remember this? Oh, a foam finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a brand or and something. And I'd just be sitting at my table, like, you know, working. And all of a sudden I get a slap across the face and I look over. It wasn't the face, it was the back of the head. Back of the head, whatever. And you're like recording, <laughs> slap me going. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. So I was like, I'm going to get my back here. So when Darren hadn't, the next day, I think it was before you'd come in, I went up to the to the kitchen upstairs and you hate mayonnaise. Do you still hate mayonnaise? Ugh. She still hates it. Okay. So what I did was I filled up, I filled up the foam finger with mayonnaise. Now I don't know whose mayonnaise was in the fridge. I apologize. So, I actually never replaced the mayonnaise. So I'm really sorry about that. Can I just clarify? I don't hate the taste of mayonnaise. I don't, it's the type of thing, if it gets on your hands, it's fucking disgusting. Even better. Cause we're talking about a foam finger here. So you have to put your hand into it. So I filled it up with mayonnaise and I was like, right, now I just have to get her to use it. And it was so easy. 
it was so easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was. <laughs> we got back down to the studio and I put the phone finger on the table and I look at you and I go, there you go now. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to slap me with it. And you were like, yeah, I will. And I was like, are you going to slap me with it? Are you? And you were like, yeah, I will. And she picks it up, all aggressive, ready to hit me, puts her hand into it, was like, takes it out hand covered in mayonnaise and oh she God, sprinted out of the studio into the bathroom <laughs> like as if you as if you were gonna vomit I was gagging and I was like that was way too easy I'm getting slapped around with his foam finger and all of a sudden I'm the one laughing I was like this is great <laughs> you were disgusting Disgusted. Oh I'm my god. So fuming. Sorry, can we talk about the time that I got absolutely fuming with you? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh <laughs> there was my. one time where uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was like, haha, okay, right. Live live on air. When when you start when you start a story with live on air, you know it's going somewhere. And live on air, I was like, all right, we'll scare we'll scare the shite out of her. <laughs> So I ran to the loo. Yeah, so I got one of the other presenters in. Who was it? Was it Peter? Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter, sit under the table there. When I put the mics live, scare her. And he was like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Peter, Peter's great. Peter's like, yeah, I'll do I'll do anything, whatever you want. He's so nice. Like, so, uh, so he goes into the table and Darren comes back in, put the mics up. Peter scares. And you were like, for fuck's sake. And I was like, oh. Mics were live. Mics were live. Live across Dublin. And I just panicked. And instead of saying something, I hit the ads. And all I get here is, Harvey Norman, sell now. So it was literally like the end of a song. So say it's, I don't know, Julie Baga, who's that kind of, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> three seconds of silence. Because I was like, do I say something here or no, hit the ads. And again, I was a Harvey Norman ad as well. So it was just, you were, few. I was I like, oh, was. fuck. But yeah. I was like verge of tears fuming. I know. I was like, oh my God, she's really angry. At I me. was so angry. Yeah, because at first, red. at first, like the first initial, <laughs> my initial reaction was, oh, would you calm down? We all say things on the air we didn't mean to say. But then 10 minutes later, I was like, I fucked up here. She's really upset that I let her oh, curse. Really? Because you, because we, we, we hung out every single day for like six, seven hours. So you had this like, this kind of thing where it's like, you should have telepathically known, Martin, that I was going to curse if you did that. That's how you said it to me. That was, it was real. Like, you should have known I was going to say fuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I knew you were going to say fuck, would I have done it? Like, you know? Oh my God. So it was actually the shortest link we ever did on the radio. <laughs> I know. I, I think I calmed down after a while. Did I? You know, you well, were. We're, we're still here now. We're still here now. Yeah. You were very sorry though. I was just like, it's just not fair. So I just sorry. feel like such an unprofessional fucking idiot. You were, you were worried about what people would think. Yeah, yeah. which is fair enough because that was I, back when I cared about what people think. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me now, yeah. Martin. <laughs> Cursing and blinding all over your own podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, good, good times, good fun. Okay, Martin. If laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Reality TV. Oh my God. Tell me more. So I have this, uh, this tradition because <laughs> I work nights. Yes. And I love winding down watching, um, first dates. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even remember the name. It sounds like I don't watch it. First dates hotel. Oh but yes. You watched it. I haven't watched it. Oh my God. It's great. And is it the same as first dates, but it's in a hotel? Same as first dates, except they put you on a plane and send you to like Italy. Oh, deadly. And you, but this is the best part about it. So it's got a twist. So what happens is, is you're, you have your date planned, but they put you there two days early. They let you walk around the pool and stuff. So everyone there is going on a first date. And what happens is that people kind of start mingling before their date and they're hoping that it's them. And then it's not. And then they have to pick. So it's a really cool twist in it. But the first episode that I watched after a night of work, 
it was like, oh my God, they must have been in their 70s. Both, <laughs> both widowed and they both went to first dates hotel in Italy on a first date. They're still together. Stop. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. And I was just sitting there like, you know, eyes welling up. I was like, oh my God. I was like 70 years of age finding the love of your life. I love this so much. And ever since then, I've just, I go with reality TV whenever I'm finished work and I'm tired or I'm feeling a bit shit. I'm just like, yeah, we'll throw in an episode of Geordie Shore. I mean, it could be worse. Like, <laughs> Tell us about the love life, Mark. Yeah. So we're dating seven, eight months now. But we knew each other before that. And uh, she's great. Her name is Deirdre and she's in Florida at the moment. Um, so she's based in Florida and Massachusetts, but she's an Irish citizen as well. So I met her in Ireland, but obviously the pandemic hit. So she had to go home. And at the moment, she's just been in America. So I went over to her for my very first American Thanksgiving there in November. Bonkers. Oh, my God. Like, it is everything you see on TV and more. I saw the marshmallow sweet that potato. Was rotten. It does. Oh. It looks, in fairness, it looks like, absolutely rotten. Going? But then, do you know what they got? They, they give out to me then for putting... Actually, we haven't spoke about this. What? I, I'm, I've stopped being a vegetarian for a year, like... What? I knew. Yeah. It's like, okay, hang on a minute. Yeah. That was so much part of your personality. Yeah, Darren was like, we get it. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm like, where can we go to eat? You know, and yeah, you can't eat meat. I get it. Yeah, no, I just, February, February, March. Last year. Oh, it is last year. Yeah, geez. So what did you, what did you start? What was the first meal? I, I had a spice bag. Stop. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I loved it so much. I really, really did. I'm so intrigued. And did you feel sick? Uh, no. And I thought that it was going to make me feel sick, but it didn't. But now I eat meat like four times a day <laughs> what made you decide to change like i think with the pandemic and stuff this is going to sound very Boredom. deep but there's it, there's nothing deep to it really like we were we were restricted with everything and here was me now restricting i'm restricted with nightclubs i can't gig uh you can't be as a bit of mate you no know, and i was like as if now i'm turning down a cocktail sausage during this pandemic <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like i was like we can't do anything the best part of the day was going to the supermarket and I was like, I can't even eat half the shit here. <laughs> so you were just like, fuck it. Give yeah. me a load of sausage. My dad and was delighted. All through like I was veggie for nearly five years. <laughs> yeah. like, my dad was delighted. And all, all through being a vegetarian, my dad was like, have a rasher, go on. I was like, no. And one day I went over and said, like, Have a rasher. And I was like, you know what, I will? And he was like, looked at me. And we had this really nice father-son bonding moment. And we both had a rasher together. That <laughs> yeah. is so he was so proud he was so proud of me yeah so so yeah so I don't know where where was I going with that uh, the um, Thanksgiving sorry yeah they got they got thick with me then because I was laughing at their sweet potato sweet potatoes and marshmallows on top I was like this is vile gross and then I took out like a tub of ketchup and I poured it onto my turkey and then ah oh, Martin ah oh, Jesus oh, you didn't no hang on a second ah oh, no 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 are you saying you do not put tomato sauce on your meat stop now not what? on a fucking turkey no I actually don't usually curse as much on the last year like you're bringing out the worst side of me by the way <laughs> not on a turkey no hang on cranberry sauce or gravy no but meat in general okay yeah no I'd put ketchup on a burger they don't okay, okay ketchup on meat is just like excuse me why would you put ketchup on it when you can put so something... they put it on fries yes right. that's it yeah so they couldn't believe that I was putting ketchup <laughs> on meat and how are you managing the long distance thing we're good. We're we're good. Like we're honestly doing okay. We do this thing um, every couple of nights when we can, because this is where it's it's all right for us. Is that I'm a night owl. Yeah, she's five hours behind. So you're very much awake when she's yeah, going like to bed. She, she's going to bed and I'm awake. So we we have each other on a loudspeaker and we just fall asleep. And you wake up and WhatsApp's like 
eight hours into a phone call you know that kind of way and then it's like good morning like, hey <laughs> morning. good morning yeah that's it <laughs> so but obviously going over the end of this month i'll probably go over again at the end of february i went over just before christmas and at the end of november and then she spent a couple of months in ireland so like it's it's not like as bad as as it sounds and it's also nice to miss someone so that's that's what i tell her now <laughs> you try tell your girlfriend that without hinting that you're delighted she's I not know. around no it's not it's absence makes the heart grow fonder no but it is and i can't wait to see her now and like i hate saying that like doing it makes like makes seeing her that more exciting because it's not like that it's, no i know it's what not, you mean you know but also you're a very independent person and so like, is she like you know yeah and so are you like yeah you know? exactly yeah the space is nice like yeah exactly yeah for my own That's time it. imagine you're like in a different country <laughs> different continent like hang on like, yeah. like if i go for lunch on my own and i'm absolutely delighted yeah it's good it's nice i had i had a salad saturday night on my own the other night you what, what? i went up to the supermarket got myself <laughs> you, you said i had a salad by myself and i was like you have changed no, sal- <laughs> <laughs> well you're gonna extra laugh now because i said i had a saturday night on my own oh. went up to the uh, center stocked up i got myself a spag ball for one <laughs> and chocolate and a bottle of red. I went, I went home and had it myself. I wouldn't call the queen my aunt. Yeah. I was so wait, so delighted. Did you, did you go to bed by yourself just... Yes. Hammered and yeah. full. Unreal. Brushing my teeth being like, this is a fantastic Ooh, night. Yeah. And I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you two glasses in. I guarantee, because I've done that before. <laughs> two glasses in, you're like, why don't I do this more often? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I feel great. Yeah. You're buzzed. Watching Selling Sunset. And it's and it's extra funny after a couple of glasses. Oh, so brilliant. yeah, yeah. I no, I hear it. you though. Yeah, it's great. Okay, Martin. One thing about Ireland that makes you laugh. Oh my God. Um, one thing about Ireland that makes me laugh is just like, it's so small. Like it's, <laughs> it's gas, isn't it? It's just <laughs> such a small country. But you've even actually, though- you've traveled like the length and breadth of it. Yeah, and still small. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, my I got I bought I got my car now. And bearing in mind we've had a pandemic in the middle of it all. I got it brand new in 2016. There's two hundred thousand on the clock, and that was no gigs for nearly two years as well. What? So there was yeah weekends where I do like a thousand, two thousand kilometers in one weekend just from going from club to club. Do and you really miss that? Yes, I miss it a lot. I really, really do. And funny enough, it, the pandemic made me realize as well that, yeah, okay, I was doing it for a job and I was paying the bills and stuff. But like, it's not, I don't do it for the money. No. I realize, and like, not that I, I didn't need the pandemic to realize that, but when it was taken away from me and I still kind of had, you know, my, my radio show and stuff and I was fine. Yeah. I was like, it's not the money. No. It's, it's seeing people just, just, just making memories of people. And like, we haven't been really able to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and then again, you see that, you see the same person. They're like, oh, they shifted that person last weekend and now they're <laughs> off with them. And like, you see all this from the DJ box. Oh, the Gosh. stuff you see. There's this one time, and it was actually in Dungarvan. That was uh, the Dungarvan, by the way, was Darren's first and only uh, <laughs> nightclub uh, gig, which which he killed, by the way. It was great. So me and Darren. We had a great crack. We, well, it was such a good night. Yeah. It was great. We DJed in Dungarvan in creation together, and it was actually a good fun. It was good fun. Yeah. And, and you were getting into it. Remember the pictures came back and it looked Jeez. like you were Tiesto. I, no, was, I, like, I was Tiesto <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I was fucking Tiesto in my head. Um, in that club. So you, you know, you remember how close you are to people that yeah. come up to you. So one girl came up to me and you always get one and you, you just, 
you have to just play along with them half the time and she came up to me and she was like this remix is shite change it and like jokingly i turned around to her and i said well your outfit is shite you change that and i'll change the remix she came back to me a couple of minutes later in a new fucking outfit i was like isn't that incredible isn't that actually incredible and by the by, by then the song had ended so like what like it's like oh well done the song's over anyway like but now i mean it could have been like something like a real quick dress change or like i don't know what you girls do like you bring spare outfits on nights out like in your bag like so you just put on a jacket martin it's not that big a deal you just went to the cloakroom threw on it well that's still impressive no no there was more i would have noticed that i was like yeah come on you just put on a jacket but like she 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 enjoyed i, I, remember, I don't know her name or anything but dungarvan what a place so getting i never those are places that i'd never get to see yes you know when you travel to like 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 some of, some of the best clubs in Ireland are in places that you go what? like like Carlo for example yeah one of the best nightclubs in Ireland the students Super make it status. I suppose yeah, yeah. But, the, but the venue yes like it's over a thousand people in Carlo town in a nightclub you're like what that is bonkers and it is so many venues like in random towns in Ireland like Melbus and Burr Burr County Offaly what's there the club a credit union a bookies and a pub and the club is class it's so much fun yeah in the middle of Burr and if you turned to one of your friends in Dublin, you were like, let's get a bus to Burr. They'd be like, yeah, fucks. <laughs> I know. And, I'm and like, then you're there. And I'm like, hang on. You're going to have a better night there than you would in most places in Dublin. Like, so. But my best memories, my best memories of nights out, the Claremont and La Hinch. The Claremont. I played there so many times. And it's, it's, it's like. a hotel. It's like a. Yeah. Three star hotel, I think. And like, I remember, oh my God, Claremont. That's definitely. Yeah. It's, you know, you're, yeah. And up in the corner, <laughs> the DJ booth's up in the corner, yeah. tucked away. Yeah. yeah tucked and, away. Yeah. And the club is tiny. <laughs> But everyone's having such a good time. Such crack. Yeah. Oh my God, the Claremont. What a spot. What was a moment for you that made you think, I this is for me. I just absolutely love this world. Was it someone you met? Was it a gig you did? Was it a place you were? Um. Uh, so this funny enough, I don't know. Sash would be, would, would be a guy that comes to mind because maybe 10, 11 years ago, like I was only starting out, only a year into it. And... I was asked to play before Sash and Bass Hunter in the right venue. And I was like, do you have the right number here? Like, what's going on? And I met Sash and, you know, encore and foie legend. Like, and he he's in Ireland. So he, he's used to playing the biggest festivals in the world. And he comes and he plays the right venue in Dublin at the time. And he was loving it. And I remember seeing him going, oh my God, like even playing these gigantic stages to thousands of people, he can come to Dublin and have the best time of his life. I yeah. was like, that is cool. You know, that is really, really cool. And he was so nice as well. Um, I know off air, we were joking about my obsession with Mr. Don Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him a couple of times now. He's just someone else as well who I've met who just made me fall in love with it even more. Like he's in his mid forties now and you look at him and he, he, you wouldn't believe it. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Like likes of Tiesto and David Guetta, they're in their mid fifties and like, they're just having fun. You know, yeah. it's great. So seeing them all do it, it's like, yeah. So, I mean, the initial one to do it was being hammered on a Leaving Sir Holiday in a club called Nine to Eight in Lanzarote, seeing DJ Coco Loco mash up <laughs> Lady Gaga, just no Lady Gaga poker face. With some dirty Dutch remix at the time. Remember Dirty Dutch, do you? No. No, do dirty, you? Do you? No, no. Dirty Dutch, the, the genre, Dirty Dutch. No. Oh my God. Uh, dirty Dutch was just a type of music that was good, that was popular at the time. Right. And I went up to him really drunk and I was just like, hey, I'd love to do this. <laughs> but he was like, cool, yeah. He was like, where are you from? I was like, Ireland. He's like, I need an Irish barman. So I rang my mom and I was like, hey, uh, I got a job. I'm not coming home. She was like, you, you start college. <laughs> And I was like, I'll be home by then. It'd be grand. So, yeah. So, how long did you stay there? 
what, for five months maybe oh my in God. total yeah and that was being in that atmosphere at 18 just i was like yeah this is what i want to do sold marto are you ready <laughs> so that, does anyone call you marto because remember when we started working you together? started oh, we, we got text yeah remember the text message we got what was that again oh um hey marto and Dero. <laughs> yeah so someone sent in a text <laughs> And they called me Marto. Well, you were calling me Marto anyway. Yeah, I was calling you Marto, but you weren't calling me anything. No, Aaron. and they spelt you as, it was like D-E-W-O or something. Yeah, and I was like, who's Dewo? And they kept doing it every night. They were like, hey, Marto, now, Dewo. But now to this day, I call you Dewo. <laughs> like, if anybody heard me send a voice note to you in public, like, you'd be like, hey, Martin, what's happening? And I'd be like, hey, Dewo. Like, you're just like, who the fuck's he talking to? Like, yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. Okay, Marto, are you ready for your quick boy round? Oh, yeah, go. Okay. The actor that always makes you laugh. Uh, oh, I'm going to be basic here and say Adam Sandler. That's not basic. Well, everyone says Adam Sandler. They actually he, don't. Do they not? Well, My dad actually gave out to me recently. He was like, can you ask your guests, can they tell you the answers to the quick fire in advance? Because you often don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you don't give them a fucking decent response. And I'd oh, say no. they feel very awkward. Did he say that to yeah. you? Oh. I was like, dad, I can't. He was like, well, then start fucking watching more movies because I don't know what the fuck is going on with well, see, I think I picked Adam Sandler because I don't watch enough movies. Okay, okay. So, Neither do I. Okay, yeah. that's good. Okay, the actress that always makes you laugh. I'm going to go female and Irish on this one. I'm going to say Enya Martin. Amazing. Because. I know her. I know her as well. <laughs> and she, I, I don't think she understands because we'll chat like friends. And I don't think she understands how much I still fangirl when I see her reply to my story because she's so funny. She's so funny. And then on the way to uh, Boston for Thanksgiving, I watched uh, Deadly Cuts. Yes. And she was class. Is she in it? Yeah. I didn't realize she was in that. Yeah. I'm dying to see it. It's so good. Is it really good? It's so funny. Like, okay. I loved it. I loved it so, so much. So everything she, everything she posts it's hilarious even then when she does ads for brands oh brilliant it's so natural you don't even know it. it's I know. like at the end I'm ordering Domino's and I didn't even realise what like she completely got me into it like you know and no I, one she, plays Dublin like her oh she's just great yeah. she's so so funny and so down to earth and so nice so yeah the movie that makes you laugh out loud Martin oh the water boy uh, again Adam Sandler I haven't seen oh my god <laughs> the comedian that makes you laugh Ollie Evans Okay, good. I love nice. Lee Evans. So that was the thing. Me and John used to do, my best friend. We used to just watch Lee Evans. And then what we would do, <laughs> I just rob his jokes and go into school and everything with them. and Claim them as your own. Claim them as my own. Like, just, like, oh, yeah, I'd be having dinner with the family. I'll turn around, like, Jesus, airports these days, huh? And I'll just <laughs> rattle off a joke. And, like, this lady is asking me all these fucking questions. Like, I don't even know the answers to it. And, like, I'm like, my parents are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about, man? And have you just like, you know yourself, like, you know, or oh, don't get me started on supermarkets. <laughs> but Lee Evans was was just, he was, he was quality and everything he did, he had this perfect, like, humor that was true. Like, and it just made you realize how funny we all are. The mundane stuff is. Oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, the things that we do in routine and we're like, what? And he points it out to you in a way you're just like, geez, oh, we're, yeah. we're all gas, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> It has to be Lee Evans, like. Okay, brilliant. And finally, Martin, your best or worst joke. Okay, so there was a crime committed at the in the local pond, all right? And uh, there was three frogs who were suspects. Right. And um, the, the frog police brought in frog number one. And they were like, come here, where were you at half past 11 uh, this morning? And he was like, I was just down there blowing bubbles by the pond. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Bubbles. Sorry, go on. Frog, blown bubbles. They're like, all right, no use to us. Grand for ringing frog number two. 
All right, frog number two. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm frog number two. Uh, where were you this morning at half past 11? He was like, I was just blowing bubbles in the pond. They were like, you're not useless as well. They brought in the third frog and they were like, all right, go on, what's your name? And he was like, oh, I'm Bubbles. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. Martin Guilfoyle, <laughs> it's always so great to catch up. It really is. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Marty Guilfoyle. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. This season of The Last of Your Life is brought to you by FNF, fashion at Tesco.